These days, having versatile clothing you can wear anywhere is a must. That's why American Giant makes clothing that fits into your life and is made to last. Plus, with an impressive selection of staples to choose from, there's something for everyone. And it's all made right here in the USA. Find your new wardrobe staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code WA23. This is Life Admin Lifehacks, the podcast that gives you techniques, tips, and tools to tackle your life admin more efficiently to save your time, your money, and improve your household harmony. I'm Dinah Rowe Roberts, an operations manager who knows there is a very fine line between good and evil when it comes to smartphones. I'm Mia Northrop, a researcher and writer who has a tradie-approved heavy-duty iPhone case because I drop it once a day. <laughs> this episode will give you our top hacks for using your smartphone to make life admin easier. Hello, and welcome to Life Admin Life Hacks. We're going to talk about our top 10 hacks for using your smartphone to make your life admin easier this episode, because really your iPhone or your smartphone, your Samsung, whatever you might have, is probably the biggest productivity weapon that you own. But before we get into that, we would love to ask you to please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, whatever podcast platform you're using. If you've gotten any value out of the podcast since we've been publishing, we'd love for you to share your feedback. We're actually writing a book and we've got some interest from publishers, but they seem to be more interested in our audience numbers than our writing skills. So subscribe, follow, rate, review, tell a friend or a family member, whoever you think could benefit. It really does help demonstrate our following and grow our following. So we'd be really appreciative of that. Great, Mia. So today's smartphones, these smartphones have got enormous capability Yet so many people still use them for meaningless activities like scrolling through social media and watching cat videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cat videos are pretty good. Uh, yeah, so the Deloitte Mobile Consumer Survey 2019 said that 91% of Australians have a smartphone. We've got one of the highest rates of smartphone ownership in the world. About 40% market share goes to Apple, 36 to Samsung. And people are hanging onto their phones for at least three and a half years these days. So it's really worth your while before you bother upgrading to get to know your phone's features and to make the most of it because photos and messaging and phone calls and Facebook scrolling are the tip of the iceberg <laughs> of what they can do. And it's what an interesting fact I also saw was that it's now the preferred way to shop online for a growing number of people and specifically for women. So we're going to talk through a whole bunch of tips and hacks that are going to boost the way you use your phone and really get the productivity gains that they are capable of. Yeah, and I know a lot of people now only have their phone and they don't even have access to a computer. So it's really great to be able to use it to make your life admin easier. So Mia, so, do you want to get us started? What's your top hack? Yeah. All right, we've got 10 hacks. We're going we're gonna to flip between the two of us and go through them. So I'm a major fan of the Reminders app on the iPhone. This is essentially to-do list central. And it's just had an upgrade. And when I say just, I think it happened at the end of last year, but I just <laughs> came upon it, I don't know, a couple of months ago. It's hard to stay on top of all these bloody upgrades. So I use it for my annual goals. I have my to-do list in there. 
I actually have a list for worries, which is an interesting <laughs> thing I got from the Anamantha Imba initiative where you just dump your worries into a list and then you can stop worrying about them. And interestingly, when I was prepping for this episode, I went back to my worries list, which I think I put together in May this year. It was about 15 things on the list and I deleted 12 of them. So you know. it was actually, you know, that's a whole other episode, but that was cathartic. <laughs> I have another list for bars and restaurants that I want to go to. And I have it, the gift wish list for my kids and family members. So anything where I want a checklist, where I want to actually tick things off and I don't need it to be evergreen, I use the reminders on the phone. And the, the upgrade that they've done is essentially there's just some better layout. You can now set icons for the different lists. So there's particular icons that you could have for a family-related list or medicine or finances or groceries or DIY, whatever it might be. As always, you can set it to remind you of a task at a certain date and time, but also as you arrive or leave a certain location, which I find so useful because I always forget, say, to go to the pharmacy or I forget that I need to pick up something on the way to something else. So you can actually set the reminder to pop up when you get in your car or out of your car or when you go into a certain location. The new functionality is that it can remind you when you're messaging a certain person. So if you need to remember, for example, oh, I've got to talk to mom about Father's Day plans when, if you put that in your task, in your to-do list, and you ask it to notify you when you're next messaging that person, the next time you start sending SMSs back and forth with mum, the reminder will come up and say, don't forget that you wanted to talk about this. That's amazing. Genius. <laughs> it just, just bings in the middle of the texting. I was like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. You can now also set subtasks. So this is useful if you have a chunky activity like I need to do my tax and you can actually put in the small steps that you can take to get there instead of just having this glaring do the tax mega task that's hard to get over. You can share the lists. You can't share individual tasks, but you can share entire lists. And you can also move your emails from your inbox to the reminders pretty smoothly if you, you know, sometimes an email will come through and there's an action that comes out of it. And best practice is to not use your email inbox as your to-do list. You should get the emails out, put the task into your to-do list. So what I just do is I take a screenshot of the email if it's got details in it that I need to refer to, and then you can just hit share, hit reminders, and create a new reminder, and it will pop it into your to-do list, and then you can delete the email. So I'm a big fan of that. That little powerhouse. Definitely app. sounds like you love that app. <laughs> How about you? I think that actually my top hack is to set limits on time wasting apps like social media or games. Mia, I know you deleted all the social media completely from your phone, but I yeah. haven't gone hardcore and deleted that. So I decided that I really wanted to limit myself to five minutes per day. And so I just set that up in the screen time settings in my iPhone. And it means that as soon as the five minutes up, I get my message and I know, okay, I've spent five minutes, that's enough, and I can move on to do something else. Mm. Um, and I think there's an app that you need if you have an Android phone to do that, but all phones should be capable of setting up some of those limits. Mm. And I also use those screen time settings for my kids so I know that they're not on their iPhones and iPads all day and make sure that they're not using them during late in the evening or, or you know, early in the morning. Yeah. And that really makes sure that... We're using the phone productively rather than just for social media or, you know, late mm. into the evening. Yeah. So I think there's a digital wellbeing 
app for Android phones. And on the screen time, I was checking it out last night. I think, yeah, it's worth talking about, you know, in terms of top ticks for your phone, what apps don't you have? <laughs> because social media apps, games, you know, if, you, if you're frustrated about how much you're getting done on the things that are important to you, it is worthwhile setting up these limits or just deleting them completely. It also shows you how much you pick up your phone. And I was shocked to see that yesterday I picked up my phone 65 times. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot. Yeah, I was just like, whoa. And there's a little graph, a little chart that shows you the time of day when you're suddenly using it more. And it's because it was Friday night and I'd like knocked off for the week and I, you know, jump on the phone while I'm watching TV or whatever. And so it was peaking, but it can, seeing some of those stats can really make you question your behavior and, and really get up front with how much you're actually wasting time and using it. So Mia, what's your next hack? Okay. The notes, notes app. You can share the notes. You can have them as live documents so other people can change them and you can see the changes straight away. I use these notes for my evergreen lists. I use them for checklists for things that are happening every year. So things like set up for Christmas or things to do on the weekend when it's raining, <laughs> things like that. It's like COVID, non-crazy making things to do with the children where you can't go anywhere, stuff like that, grocery lists. You can pin them to the top. So if you do have something like the grocery list that you always want to have at the top, it'll be there. You can scan documents. You can annotate them. You can add tables. They're very, very useful. You can also turn notes into reminders. So Recently, I had all my, initially I had my gift wish lists as notes and I realized I wanted them to have the checklist so that as I bought something, I could just tick it off instead of having to delete it. And you can do that by simply going to the note, you hit share, you choose reminders and it will create a reminder in your to-do list and then you can delete it from the notes. Easy peasy. Great. What's your next hack? So my next one is around thinking about the apps that you have on your home screen when you first unlock your phone so that, and I guess it's related to my first hack, but if you think what you want to use your phone for, you know, what's the the main functions? Is it your calendar? Is it your to-do list? If you want to have social media or games on there, just make sure they're buried away a little bit so that as soon as you open your phone, you see the things right in front of your face that you actually want to use it for, not the time wasters. Yeah, great idea. In preparation for this episode, I was looking at what I have in my home screen. I don't think my home screen's changed for years because it really is just the essentials. If I download other things, I flick it off to other screens or other folders. Okay, my next tip is about using the timer. So there is some additional functionality that, again, launched like late last year where you can actually use the timer to stop music or podcast or whatever audio or video is playing instead of it just chiming some, you know, random ringtone. I know lots of people use this when they go to sleep and they want to listen to some music or a podcast when they're going to sleep, but they don't want the it to keep on playing after they've dripped off. So they put a timer on it. But I actually do it when I have to do something life admin-ish, like if I have to declutter or if I'm doing, I'll give myself, I'm going to do this for 10 minutes, go through paperwork for 10 minutes. I want to set a timer because I don't, 10 minutes is all I can bear. So I will listen to the podcast for 10 minutes or I'll put on some music for 10 minutes and you set the timer 
to stop the audio at the end of that timer. And then once the podcast goes off or the music stops, I'm like, okay, my 10 minutes is up. I can stop decluttering now. I can stop doing my little task. So again, it's a a good productivity tool when you need to set timers for things, but you want to also play some kind of audio or video during that time. I had no idea that the timer can do that. I'm going to have to investigate that today. My next hack is to think about whether you actually want to use a mail or a calendar app rather than the native apps that are on your phone. So Mm. I use the Outlook mail and calendar app because it can easily show both my work calendar and our shared calendar. And it also can easily integrate with cloud storage like your Google Drive. And also it can actually bring some of the things over from Facebook, like birthdays. I know that's one thing that people love about Facebook is that it reminds you when it's someone's birthday. So you can integrate your Facebook account into that Outlook app. And then it automatically shows up people's birthdays in the calendar. So I feel like we played around with Outlook in the early days and we just couldn't work out how to get it to show the Google. Maybe we're trying to get two Outlook calendars to talk to each other and that was our trip up. But the Google calendar integration is smooth, huh? Uh, Super smooth and I find that Outlook mail app so much better than the native app or even, you know, the Google Gmail calendar or Google calendar or Gmail apps. So I don't need to have any of those on my phone anymore. Ooh, okay. I might have to check that out. I think at the moment with home learning, like I need to be able to see when my kids have WebExes in the middle of my work day. Yes. And I don't want to put them in my work Outlook calendar, but mm, okay, good. That could work. Okay, okay, Mia, what's your next hack? Most of us probably have banking apps on our phone. It's pretty useful if you're doing mobile banking. But I also have mobile payment on my phone, the tap and go using Apple Pay. So you scan your credit card with the phone, pulls in the details, you add your CVC number. And that means you can use it to tap at FPOS, you know, contactless payment when you go to stores. And this has come in handy when I have to make spontaneous payments or I guess in a just-in-case scenario where I don't have my my wallet with me. It's not my preferred way to pay, but it has increasingly become a very convenient way to pay if I'm, especially if I'm out doing exercise or with the kids and I've just got my phone and suddenly we decide we need a donut or, you know, <laughs> a milkshake. It has come in handy. So I know some people prefer not to carry around a chunky wallet and they might just have their phone with a couple of credit cards slipped into the case, but you might not even need those credit cards if you put the payment details into your phone itself. Yeah, definitely. I've been using that. I really think it's so much better than having a card as well. Mm. Next from you. So next is the app that changed my life, So, <laughs> <laughs> which is LastPass. So my password manager that I use both on my phone and on my work computer and my home computer. Mm. Um, and that ability to have those passwords seamlessly across those three devices has really made it so much easier for me to move everything online without having any paper for our life admin. <laughs> <laughs> so I used not only the password manager, but also the form filling functionality within LastPass, which makes filling out any forms or online shopping so much easier. Also gives me the payment info 
and a secure vault for storing, you know, copies of documents like our passport and driver's license. And it's amazing how often that comes in handy to be able to get that information really to hand without having to dig around and keep those, you know, important documents. So they're with me wherever I go because they're on my phone in the LastPass app. Yeah, I have to second how life-changing having a password manager is. So I use a Keeper password manager and similarly having the passwords on my laptop, my work computer and my phone and credit card info and the form-filling data, it just, yeah, it's very useful. This week I used it, I had to do a 100-point ID check and I could just do it then and there because I had the passport, the Medicare, the licence, marriage certificate, all of that stuff just ready to look at the details and upload photographs and uh, the person I was dealing with couldn't believe it. It was was so convenient. I also have to say I do use Google Drive a lot. So I have some frequent form-filling data in there in a sort of spreadsheet, which has things like Centrelink numbers, private health insurance numbers, all those kinds of details where I use a lot for usually filling out forms related to the kids. But I also use it to save bills and any documents from providers. So if I get an email that comes in and it's got, you know, this month's electricity bill, I can just tap on the bill, save it straight into my Google Drive, into the relevant folder, delete the email, and that's supporting that whole paperless system. So I can refer back to that bill in the future if we're doing budgeting or tax time. But Google Drive and both and keeper in terms of accessing some of those frequently used documents or references and saving things are just essential. Yeah, I don't know how I ever survived without either of them, to be honest. Um, oh, I know how I survived. <laughs> I had a, a risky little situation where I had all my passwords written in a little book. I could have, my identity theft rating would have been ridiculous. And every now and then, I, every day I was probably resetting a password for something because I'd forgotten it. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Oh. All right, your next hack. It's actually an app, so one that I have talked about before on the podcast, but TripIt, which is so easy to use to keep everything for your holiday plans in one place. It is one of those apps where you need to invest a little bit of time up front getting to know its features, including how you can email. So when something arrives in your email over booking accommodation, it actually automatically will pick that up and and bring it into the trip. But you need to spend a little bit of time getting everything set up properly so that it works, but really has made keeping everything together in terms of flight bookings or accommodation bookings, car hire, um, Mm. place so easy. I used to, you know, manually add things into our Google Drive, but TripIt makes everything so much better. I think when you first mentioned this app, I was thinking, oh, Dinah, I would love to have a holiday (laughs) that involved and complicated (laughs) where TripIt will come in handy and that aspiration lives on, especially now that we're in lockdown and we can't even go five kilometres away from where we live (laughs) one day. But it's also also good even for a simple holiday like camping in terms of having the dates easily to hand with the confirmation from the campsite and just know when to book rather than having to manually add that into you know somewhere you know whether it would be calendar or google drive so <laughs> it has all of my little trips in it even you know a weekend away and things like that if there's any kind of booking it automatically adds it from your email makes it super easy okay thank you for making me feel better <laughs> Okay, Mia, what's your next hack? Oh, I have a little hack. This is a little one. So 
This is a little hack so that you never have to write your email address in an email or a message ever again. If you've got an iPhone and you go to settings, then general, then keyboard, and then text replacement, you can add a little shortcut. So you might just want to write, you know, your name and then the at symbol or some random thing. And that means that every time you write your name and the app symbol, it'll just put in your whole email address. And I can't tell you how often this saves me just a couple of extra strokes every time I have to message someone or fill in a form or actually type my email address, whatever it is, just one of those little bing done. It just pops up automatically for me. Awesome. I have actually got a few text replacement things set up in my yeah. phone to make typing messages super fast as well. Yeah. So. It's I've actually, got the, I'm five minutes away is another one, <laughs> or on my way, or I'll get back to you soon, especially if I'm, someone's ringing me and I can't get to them. I'll get back to you soon. Okay, your next hack. My next one is another app called Spriggy. It's something I use for my kids to manage their pocket money and it also comes with a debit card, uh, which is really great because it's something that kids can't easily get from a bank until they're much older. So that app allows me to easily manage paying their pocket money and adding money to their debit card so I can actually send them to the shops to buy things certainly and also easily add the money each week without having to have complicated, you know, having cash on hand or or things like that. Um, It also allows them to have a copy of the app on their own device so they can set up savings goals and things like that. So rather than having to have a bank account, which is, you know, a bit unnecessary when you're talking, you know, small amounts of money, way Mm. easier to manage their pocket money. So with Spriggy, can you, when you download the app, can you set, you set up the whole thing from the app? Do you need to get onto a laptop to like order the, the debit card and everything? Or is it all driven from the app? I feel like you might have to join on the web. I did it ages ago now, but um, mm. something that has really, it was a process that was a life admin burden for us in terms of yeah. making sure that that happened. The kids were always complaining that I owed them money because I hadn't paid them pocket money. Um, yeah. So being able to sit down, we have our you know tr- sort of ritual of when the pocket money happens on a Sunday evening, we talk about it you know, whether they've achieved the things they need to achieve to get their pocket money. And I just, you know, use the app to quickly transfer the money and then they can easily check their balance at the same time. So I find it really easy to use. I'm going to download that this weekend. It's time. Great. We're having lots of conversations now about access to birthday money and how much money have I got in the bank. And we have the accounts for one of them in a bank and the other one thinks they've got an account that they don't. <laughs> And they never get to use it because, they don't, as you said, they don't issue the debit cards. So, and I'd be happy to send them up to the shops so they can buy whatever ridiculous they want with their own money and learn some lessons. Okay. Yeah, I kind of love having the debit card too. It's a big win. Yeah, so grown up. Okay, another little hack from me about the do not disturb on your phone. I use this more and more, especially when I'm on Zoom calls or increasingly it seems I need to get my phone to be silent. When you actually flick it on, you can hold the button down and it will actually give you options for when to automatically turn it off. And you can actually have it so that it will turn off when you leave that particular location. So if you're at the cinema or you're in a particular meeting and then you leave that location, it will turn itself back on. Or you can set it so that it will turn itself on at the end of that event. 
So it'll show you, you know, the fact that, okay, when I turned it on, we were recording the podcast, it knew that I'd set two hours for this. And so the do not disturb will automatically go back on once this event is over. So it's just very convenient. Awesome. So my next hack is, again, it is a bit of an iPhone one, but I have started using the shared albums function for my photos on my iPhone. So it really makes it easy for me to get the photos from my husband and my daughter who both have iPhones as well so that we can collect all the photos related to a particular event as we go. So we've recently just created a Corona album. (laughs) So we've been Mm -hmm. adding everything, you know, some of the photos of what we've been doing while we've been in lockdown um mm-hmm. and we often then take a photo and talk about oh well we can add that to the corona album and then it will make it really easy to either scroll through that album just simply if we want to be able to scroll through it digitally or be, to be able to create something like a photo book because all of the photos are stored in the same place so really easy way to continue to sort photos that you share with others as you go huh so, so is the sharing on an album by album basis? So they can't see, you can't see all of their photos, just the ones that are going into a certain album. Yes, yeah, so you just create a shared album and then you add photos to it and other people can add. Oh, cool. And I think there's a similar way of doing that using the Google Photo app, which I understand has improved a lot. So I think if you have want to use Google Photos, that's another option to do similar things. Mm. My next app is around Google Maps. So I have downloaded the Google Maps app because the native app on the iPhone is less than to be desired. And I have set up specific destinations for home and work and school and my partner's workplace, family destinations. And I can't tell you how much time this saves when I'm either using my phone and I need to send a pin to someone of where they need to go and I can just flick it from Google Maps or when I get in the car and I plug it in and CarPlay kicks in and it pulls those destinations straight into Google Maps. So if if I'm at a a different location, I need to get home or get to work or get to school, it's literally one click to put in that address. And again, it's something that I probably use every second day. Take some time to customise your Google Maps so it can work a bit harder for you. Awesome. So my next one is, again, about photos, but really just thinking about how you can best use the camera app on your phone. I do also have a scanning app on my phone, but I mostly just use the camera app to scan documents and easily and quickly add them to Google Drive on the go. So it means that I can immediately get rid of any paper that might come into the house or you know, out and about. So if someone gives me a piece of paper, I usually immediately snap a photo of it, save it to Google Drive and then throw out the piece of paper so that it really, you know, makes life simpler. No filing ever required if you scan documents as you go. Don't save them up. Do it straight away. It's, you know, a couple of clicks and you don't have to worry about the document anymore. Nice one. I, oh, photos, it's still <laughs> a holy grail. <laughs> it's an intervention. My last hack is around school admin, school kid admin. My school has a parent portal and I downloaded the app onto my phone and, again, it has made keeping up to date with all the newsletters and updates and announcements and parent-teacher interviews a lot more convenient. The other kid admin thing that I have on my phone is the Loop Scholastic Book Club. So this is a book club, it's a fundraising book club where if you order books, the school gets a little kit of a little bit of commission. And I use this because it reduces the paper clutter. Sometimes the kids lose the catalogs that come home. We don't order 
buy the catalogue, the paper catalogue. We jump on loop on the phone and uh, plug in the orders that way. And so especially during this time when we can't get to bookstores, bookstores aren't open, we've actually been ordering all sorts of books through that app. Diner, awesome. finish us off. Finish so, us off. What have you got? So my last one is the Todoist app. So I used to use the Wonderlist app on oh. my phone to have my to-dos, but sadly it got discontinued. Really? Um, yeah. And it was replaced by Microsoft to do, but it was nowhere near as good. Oh. It didn't have the same functionality as the Did Microsoft acquire Wonderlist? Yes, they did. Oh. So I actually did this is I guess an example of where I then did quite a bit of research to make sure that I picked an app that had the functionality that I wanted. And in particular for me, the reason why the reminders, the native iPhone reminder mm. app doesn't work for me is I really like to be able to allocate individual tasks to different members of the family within the list so that I can give things to my husband and my daughter to do and they know that they're responsible for them and get reminders and things. So I have did quite a lot of research about the functionality that I wanted in that app and mm-hmm. Todoist met all of the requirements so that's the one we've been using so that's probably my other most used app in terms of making sure that I add everything there that needs to get done around the place. Nice one and Diana do you have a little bonus hack for us to do with recipes? Yeah, so I think I might have talked about this one before, but Paprika, it's a recipe app and it is a paid app. So normally I would pay for an app. (laughs) You said that in such scandalous tones. No, it's funny because you really don't expect to ever have to pay for an app these these days. But um, it's a really amazing app for saving recipes that you find online. It's a bit like TripIt, you just forward the uh, recipe to the app and it automatically populates it beautifully uh, with all of the method and all the ingredients. And then you can use it to, for example, automatically halve a recipe or double a recipe so you don't even have to worry about any of that maths. So Mm. such a great way to be able to save recipes that you find online and be able to then rate them if you've, you know, enjoyed the meal. You can put them into categories. My daughter and I both have a copy of the app on our phones, so also a great way for her to be able to suggest recipes and you can manually add some of your old favorites as well so we sadly very rarely use a recipe book anymore because paprika Mm. has everything we need and so much easier to use yeah wow i have to say when i moved house i brought some recipe books over they were literally dusty (laughs) i either flicking through phone yeah on my phone or the laptop and looking at sort of just-in-time recipes or going back to bookmarks, I, I very rarely dip into a recipe book these days. Yeah, we used to use, have them as bookmarks too, but paprika is so much easier to find what you're looking for. Yeah. So that's one that's really made cooking much easier in our house. Brilliant. And so, Diane, when do you do all of this? When are you looking at the apps and deciding what needs to be deleted and what you need to add and what you should be customising? Is this something that you do regularly or is it kind of an ad hoc thing? Yeah, so I often do do a bit of a phone tidy up on, you know, when I'm sitting on the couch watching something bad on television. I think that Mm. I used to often use that time for social media scrolling and now Mm -hmm. uh, I do find that I use that time for photo sorting and phone tidying up. It's a really effective way. In the non-corona days, I often used to do it when I was waiting to pick the kids up from something. So, you know, when you arrive a bit early at a sporting event, I really found that you could do quite a lot in 10 or 15 minutes. What about you, ma'am? 
Oh, this is the kind of thing where I, I sort of dedicate an hour of power to every now and then. It's usually if I have had some kind of major trigger, like we've started using a new app at work or I have had to download an app for a specific occasion and then I just go in there and clean up a whole bunch of things while I'm fiddling around with the folders. Probably only like twice a year I would go in there and set things up and really take a look at and scrutinise the settings of things and customise things. Oh, I think the other trigger is when I start getting notifications that I need extra cloud storage because it's trying to back up, but there's too many apps and too much data. Actually, that's probably the main trigger. So if you're getting these annoying setting issues, we're getting messages saying this needs attention, that's a good trigger to go in there and spend some time customising and optimising. So in this season, we're focusing on quite a few little steps you can take to optimise things in your day-to-day life admin approach. And we hope these hacks contribute to using your phone as this productivity weapon. Our top hacks are get rid of those time-wasting apps off your phone, just delete them, or use some settings to limit time-wasting. Realise that sometimes you need to invest a little time to set something up and that short-term pain is worth the long-term gain. If you'd like to join us on our Life Admin journey, please head to our Facebook page, Life Admin Life Hacks, to follow us and share your thoughts on what we're doing. And feel free to post any comments or certainly post suggestions that we might be able to use. We hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. Show notes for this episode are available at lifeadminlifehacks.com. If you're a fan, please subscribe and share the love and tell a friend or review us in your podcasting app.